dispensing wisdom, inciting awesomeness, scaling joy. Welcome to the Mojo Studios podcast. It's time to turn down the deluge of distractions and put yourself in a mindset of receptivity and growth. Absorb, digest, apply, repeat. Dinner is served. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Mojo.Studio with my good friend, Steve O'Hay. Say hi, Steve-O. What's up, everybody? Good to see you. I'm glad you're on here. What's up, Joe? How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm so excited about this particular conversation. Uh, I just I got Steve-O on the phone earlier today, as we do on a regular basis when we can. And he starts telling me the story about something that just happened in his life. And I was like, Steve-O, this is so good. It's an honor for me to be a part of Mojo Studio and what you're doing. So thanks for, for bringing me on. Oh, the honor is mine, Steve-O. So for those that haven't heard, Steve-O and I, you know, have been friends for a long time, but we were living different lives until COVID hits, right? And then I see Steve-O's posting stuff online, and then I see, you know, maybe he's doing something with podcasting. And I knew how to spell podcast, but that was about it. So I called up Steve. I said, could you help me start a podcast? And he's like, are you kidding me? That's what I do. <laughs> I was like, really? Sweet. I didn't even know that. And so Steve has been doing it, what, six years now? Yep. Correct. And how many episodes are on Happy Life Studios podcast? Um, we have about 300, somewhere around in there. 300? What? So, yeah, we got we got right around 300 right now, and we've got several of them that, that are in the mix. We've helped several people start podcasts. We just want to help. We want to increase the happy, and that's what decreases the sad. Why don't we just turn the light on instead of yelling at the darkness? That's right. In fact, um, nature abhors a vacuum. So if you kick out the bad stuff, but you don't fill it with something, if you don't replace it, this is true of habits as well, right? If you stop a bad habit, but you don't replace it with something good, then the bad habit comes back and it's even stronger than it was when it left. That's true. So, yeah. 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 So, so you're onto something here, uh, Steve-O. You're saying not only are we going to kick out the darkness, but we're going to fill it with light. We're going to kick wow. out the sadness and fill it with happy, which really joy and happiness are nearly synonymous. And I, yeah. I think that you can make a case that they are synonymous. And I think that God celebrates when we're happy as well, right? Yeah, I agree. He totally celebrates. There's a biblical principle out there too that just says you overcome evil with good. Right. You know, we don't have an evil problem. We have a lack of good problem, right? And we get mad at people wow. for posting junk, but Happy Life Studios works hard and so does Mojo Studios. We work really hard to give you guys something positive to share instead of just jumping on the negative bandwagon, which seems to be the way to go. Someone punches you, so you punch them back. But right. there's a better way to do this thing. Forget the evil. Just focus on becoming more good. The evil will automatically dissipate. And you're not focusing on the evil. Now you're focusing on good, which brings a happier life. Yep. I've heard it said that if you strike a match in the darkness, the darkness can't put it out, right? So right. You, you didn't do anything with the darkness, but you just lit the, lit the yeah. match. So this is yeah. the metaphor you're talking about. I love that. And also, I heard it said... If you return, this, I think this is Martin Luther King Jr. If you return evil for evil, you've increased the amount of evil in the world or in your situation. You've doubled That's it. That's good. But if, That's but if good. you return, if you return evil with love, you've quenched the evil that was there, and you've actually decreased the amount of evil in the world. I'm like, wow. That's just that's math, and it's I love win. it. It's a double win. Because I get overwhelmed when I see all the anger. All the anxiety, all the, I mean, COVID, the only thing that's worn me out about COVID is people's emotional states. And I, I kind of take that personally, you know, I take on everybody's emotional state as, cause I, I, I want to help. 
Yeah. That's my life calling. Help. It's an acronym for to bring healing, encouragement, make people, make people laugh, make people ponder. So when, yeah. when there's anger in the air, I feel it. I pick it up. I'm an empath, right? I feel things. Yeah. And so that's what's warming me up more than anything else is that, and I, and I want to help. And sometimes it gets frustrating because honestly, you know, you put out stuff, and it, but instead of people sharing the good stuff, they share so much negative stuff. And they, yeah. you know, someone says something sharp, so they got to say sh- something sharp back. Yeah, that's why I love what you're doing with Happy Life Studios is that you see the darkness. You're not saying that isn't there. This isn't uh, la-la land. Let's just put our fingers over our ears and go, it's, everything's right. okay, everything's okay. That's not it at all. It's saying you see the problems and you respond with joy. You respond with happiness. Yeah. Because that's what we need more than anything, right? Yeah. Love people and bless people. And don't worry about all the other stuff. Let God worry about that. You be his hand to bless people, to help people. And your life is going to be so much happier. And you you get what you plant, right? You reap what you sow. So plant happy, you're going to get happy back. You plant, you help people, people help you back. What you just said, Steve, leads perfectly into the story that just happened in your life. And so I want to set the stage a little bit. First of all, some people will make the assumption that because Steve-O's studio is Happy Life Studios and his symbol is a happy face, that that means Steve-O's happy all the time. Well, that, I could just say that's not even that's not real for any of us. That's not true for any of us. And it's certainly not true of Steve-O. That doesn't make him a hypocrite. He isn't saying, hey, I'm happy all the time and you should be happy too. He is saying right. we are on this journey together where God has promised to give us fullness of joy and a life full of abundance. And I'm not there yet. And you're not there yet, but let's head that direction as opposed to, you know, the, the opposite, right? Tell me what happened to you this week. This is amazing. And set it up however you wish. I just told my wife last week, babe, I said, I'm just weary. I'm tired. I'm just done. I just, I know quitting is not an option, but boy, I sure am thinking about it. I just, you know, and so I woke up. And my back was just killing me. What day is this? What day? This was okay. Well, I woke up on my back was bothering me on Friday, and so I, I tried to get into the chiropractor, but my cars have been down for two months. So there's four of us in this house using one car. Okay. Yeah. Um. Someone let us borrow their car, and then their car stopped working. And I went. It's like everything I touch, because I'm down right now. Right. I'm I'm worn out. I'm just being honest with you. We all struggle with this. So I'm like, even the car that they're borrowing me is not working now. So everything I touch does not work. I'm looking at my numbers. No one seems to be responding. No one seems to be. And boy, you start, you get in that zone. And if you don't have someone pulling you out, boy, everything you see is not realistic. It's not true. It's, it's quicksand, not right. right? Yeah. It is. it is quicksand. And the more yeah. you, yeah, that's a great illustration, Joe. Great illustration. So I couldn't even get in because I, I, I had no car. Right. And, um, so then I get make it through the weekend, and I go to the chiropractor on Monday, and I forget that uh, I had have a pastor that needed his ceiling painted in his house, and I said I would do it. So I just went and did it for free, okay? And uh, Tuesday was fine. All of a sudden, Wednesday hit, and my back was just whack again. I mean, it was out on Monday, but then it got out again, and I'm like, oh, my goodness. It's out because I helped somebody, you know, and – I'm just being honest with you here. I just say how I'm feeling. I think we should be vulnerable with each other. So there's two things people should hear. One is this isn't we're we're not drawing on some 
some experience in the past, years and years ago. This is happening in real yeah. time, and you're about to hear how it unfolds. Yeah. And the other thing is that Steve was modeling something that's really important, and that's vulnerability and transparency. And, you know, Steve-O and I grew up in a generation where the, the opposite was the model, that you had to have suck it up and, you know, pull up your boots and shake Never it off. see a sweat. Yeah, right? And just be a man, is what, you know, the way my dad would say it. But you see it being modeled all over now with Brene Brown. If anybody have never seen Brene Brown on YouTube, Fantastic. you should look at it. Yeah, she studies vulnerability and shame all these years. And then yeah. suddenly she has to talk about it and be vulnerable and model all these things. And it turns out that makes her the most empathetic and powerful and compassionate speaker out there. Her TED Talk is one of the most viewed TED Talks in the history of TED Talks, which is saying something, right? Because once you talk about vulnerability in leadership. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's revolutionary. And Steve's modeling that for you right here. He's not saying, I'm not being a downer. I'm just being real. This is what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, she'll tell you that in her talks, you listen to him, that she was not a vulnerable person. She didn't like being vulnerable. And it, it kind of came up and slapped her in the face and say, this is the answer to you being happy is you got to get vulnerable. And so it's like me with happy, happy life studios is forcing me to change my perspective, right? That's what happened with her. And all of a sudden it just, it just blew up. So Wednesday came and my back is just Jack again. So I'm on my way down and I just said, God, I'm, I'm tired, man. I'm just done. Um, put a fork in me. One other reason why I'm still online, even moving forward, is I got a group of people that when I'm going through something, I'll ask them, can you pray for me? And a lot of them will pray for me. They'll send me encouraging words. Um, and uh, someone sent me a text that, that just was very encouraging, just saying, I just want you to know that, that that I felt like God wants me to tell you that he loves you and he loves hanging out with you. He loves going on walks with you. And I was like, I'm glad you said that because I want to believe that. I believe that up here, but I'm not right now I'm not feeling right here. Because when we're yeah. struggling, we tend to think that God could fix it. So if he doesn't, that means he doesn't love me. You right. know? Yeah. And, uh, and so I'm driving down the road and I just said, I put on my music. I like going road tripping with God. I love going on car trips. And I was just like, I got to clear my brain. And me driving is one of the best ways to do that. So I took the long way to my chiropractor. It was about an hour hour down there, right? I'm on my way down there. And all of a sudden, this uh, the song comes on the radio. And uh, I was like, I can't listen to this music. I'm trying to talk with God right now, right? Here's the best part. I, I go to change it. And I felt like God said, don't change that channel. So I let it play. Well, what happened was after that song was over, um, shortly thereafter, an ad came on the radio. And you talked about my lime green suit. That's why my colors are lime green, because I dress up like a nerd. That's your signature color, lime green. That's my signature color. Lime green is who I am, right? Because of that suit back in college days that I still have, okay? Um, so I'm struggling right now at this point with with, with insecurity and the finances. I, I'm not sure where they're going to come from, all that stuff, right? So I'm on my way down there, no lie. I leave it on that station and an ad comes on and it says this. <laughs> like I've never heard anything like this close to this on the radio. It says, just because you wear a lime green cowboy hat doesn't mean that you need to be insecure. <laughs> what? Say that again uh, in a commercial. I might be butchering a little bit, but the concept was just because you wear a lime green cowboy hat doesn't mean that you need to be insecure. That is so God. I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, what? Yeah, so I, I pull onto the chiropractor, the chiropractor. And as I'm sitting in the room um, doing my stretches beforehand, the receptionist gets up. She's kind of shy. Gets up, walks all across the room. And normally they just call your name when they want you to go into the, into the waiting into the room to get adjusted. Sure. And she walks past everybody, and I'm like, she didn't call anybody. And all of a sudden, she walks right up to me. I'm way in the corner. I'm trying to hide. I'm trying to be invisible. I'm not feeling real good about myself. She walks all the way up to me, and she says, can I give you a hug? 
And I was like, I felt like that was God just saying to me, see, Steve, I really do love you. I know you're going through something tough. I know that you think it's my fault or whatever, but I want you to know that what you're, what that person texted you was spot on. I do love you. And I love hanging out. She said, can I give you a hug? She said, I'm not normally a hugging type person. Um, had she ever, had she ever hugged you before? Had you, no, had she no, ever even approached ever. you again? No one has ever done that. Got out yeah. from the, all the way across the room just to say, can I give you a hug? Yeah. You know? And then she said, I just feel like there's going to be a reset button on you today. Well, I needed that with my back, but I'm like, there's no way that's happening with, um, with my spirit, with my mind, with my emotions. Cause I am, I'm dead. I'm done. You know, when your battery completely drains, right. you don't just put a five minute charge on and then everything's fine. You got to yeah. drive that around a while. It's going to take a while. Yeah. So I, I go back to finish my stretching. The other lady comes out and says, Steve, so it takes me back in the back room, and all of a sudden she puts an envelope on the table. I had just lost my wallet, too, on top of all this. My car has not been working. Both my cards have been working for two months. I can't afford to get them fixed, right? So there's all Monster. these things that are going on that are just picking at me, right? When did you lose your wallet in the story, just to pin it down? About a month ago, weeks ago, yeah. and I can't find it, right? Yeah. So and I keep waiting for it to show up. It won't show up, right? So I've got no cash. There had to have been a couple hundred dollars worth of gift cards and oh. money in that wallet that, that all of a sudden now are gone, and I'm trying not to let it get to me, but it's. Well, I heard one guy say once, I'd rather be swallowed by a whale than nibbled to death by tadpoles. Oh, yeah. And I've been in this whole thing where just these piranhas, man, have just been nipping at me. That's one reason why I was so tired. So I go in the back room and she goes, she starts putting my information into the computer. And all of a sudden she puts an envelope on the counter. She says, by the way, this is for you. I'm like, what's that? And inside it was, was some money in there. It just said pocket change. I'm like, there was another sign that, wait a minute, Steve, you are noticed. People do care. And we all can say that about other people, but we have a hard time saying it about ourselves. I mean, it's easy for people to go, well, Steve, I love you. Everybody loves you. Yeah, but can you say that about yourself, right? right? Especially when things are bad, yeah. Now, when I was in there two days prior, the only reason I'm coming back is because I helped somebody else paint their ceiling and my back's out, right? Right. Your back was hurting. You got a chiropractor. Then you went and volunteered to paint the ceiling at your pastor's house at no charge because you wanted to be a servant. And then your back goes out again. Right. I mean, that just feels like kicking when you're down, right? Right, right. It really did. It really felt yeah. like, really, this happens because I'm helping somebody, and he's a good friend. I would help him any day of the week to do that, right? I love to help. That's what I'm called to do. Yeah. So all of a sudden, I felt like she asked me on Monday, how are you? And when she asks, how are you, she looks at you, and she probes to see how are you, really. And she said, how are you? And I was, I'm a pro at this, right? I was able to side skirt and change it. <laughs> I changed the topic and I went on something else. I got away with it. But Wednesday came around and I just told her, I said, hey, I need to apologize to you. I said, I was avoiding your question Monday. I just want you to know it's because I'm struggling, man. I'm really struggling. And maybe it's because I was just very desperate that day. I was ready to quit that I just was wanted. I don't know, but I just told her. And she looked at me and she's almost got tears in her eyes at this moment. And she says, I'm going to call the rest of the staff in here to pray for you. Is that okay with you? And I'm like, what? And next thing you know, it's Momentum Chiropractic in Puyallup, Washington. I'm telling you what. what? They all stop what they're doing. They all come in and gather around me. And then before they start, the doc himself says, hey, Steve, before we pray for you, I just feel like I got to tell you what I feel like God wants me to tell you. And he just said, you know, I was struggling with people listening. People, And he says, it's not your job to get people to listen to you. It's your job to put out the message and stop focusing on the people that you don't think are paying attention to you and start focusing on the people that are because there's a lot of people. Because, Steve, every time you come in here, you tell me about the trips that you've been on. He says, and I know for a fact all those lives that have been changed. So focus on them. Don't focus on the few that aren't. And I was like, wow. 
They prayed for me, and the story's not even done. So oh my I word. was reset. Honestly, I was reset. They didn't just adjust my, my back. They adjusted my spirit. They adjusted my mind. They adjusted my emotions. They adjusted me on so many different levels. So you're at the chiropractor, which you've gone to several times, right? I'm, I'm, this is not the first time at the chiropractor. Correct. Had they ever prayed for you? Had they ever got the no. staff together to no. pray for you? Had, no. Did, had, no. I mean, is it, is it even advertised as a Christian chiropractor? Or is it just no. that you happen to No, be- not at all. Not at all. She saw me in pain and she went beyond just we're here to just, we tend to go, I'm just here to adjust your back, but she's all about people, right? They're about people. It's like a family in there. And yeah. that's what it's all about. Sometimes we get so into our job, into what's right in front of us that these interruptions come along, but these interruptions are really the real thing. That's the yeah. book that, that I want to write, the accident driven life. These yeah. accidents that pop up are really God trying to get us on the path that he wants us on. And I'm glad that she stopped to see me. Yes. Not just my back. Answer your prayer when you're feeling that God, I don't think anybody sees me. She sees you. Yeah. So on my way home, okay, just when I thought it was done, the radio's back on again. All of a sudden, another ad comes on, completely different station. Here we go. This is good. So I'm struggling with, with money and insecurity, right? That's what I'm struggling with. My, my voice doesn't matter. It's not making a difference. Um, people don't care. I'm nothing. My, my my message is nothing. And I know better than that. I know that up here, but when you're struggling, it hits down here. I'm just being honest with you, telling you what most of us feel. We just don't talk about it. It's okay to talk about. Anyway, the ad comes on and it says, just because you woke up with a bad back this morning doesn't mean you need to worry about your finances. <laughs> How are those two even related? That's what I heard on the radio. I heard that just because you woke up with a bad back, that's why I went to the chiropractor in the first place. So the people in the chiropractor could pour love into me so they could reset me on many different levels. And on the way there and on the way back, I get these words. And just because you woke up with a bad back doesn't need mean you need to worry about your money. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is this is miraculous, Steve-O. How many people have had the question, does God hear my prayers? Or right. is it just bouncing off the ceiling where you feel like, I'm praying, but I don't think nobody's listening, right? It's just bouncing yeah. off the ceiling. It's a waste of breath. And if God if God does hear me, then that's even worse because he's not answering my prayers. I don't see any difference whatsoever. So either he's deaf or he's just indifferent. Either way, that's not really a good scenario for a God that's supposed to love me, right? Yeah. And we go through these periods. And, and what you are saying is it's so real and it's so true and it's miraculous because yes there there is a value in affirmations there is a value in gratitude that can make a difference in our attitudes and how we feel and how we show up in the world but it can only take us so far because there are times when you need a shy receptionist who feels like you need a hug and there are times when you need your chiropractor to to say hey here's a little spending money even though you didn't ask for it and can we pray for you and you you couldn't even ask for those things you wouldn't ask for those things because that's not the right context and god's right. saying i got your back i know what you need and yeah maybe it's not the timing that you had in mind but maybe even that was god where he said i want to get you to a place where you are so dependent on me that when i show up there is no doubt that it's me answering the prayers and bringing you and giving you that reset. Yes, the reset happened at the chiropractors, but it wasn't just the people. It was the people partnering with God to answer your prayers and do a miracle. And here's yeah. the best part is that I guarantee you, they don't know how large their little thing that they did. I right. think it was Oswald Chambers, but I came across this quote years ago and I haven't been able to find it since. But it was basically, it's not the big things someone does for you that shows you how much they care. It's the little things yeah. that they do. And I know that that she didn't see the largest of what they did because I went back to there yesterday 
And I just said, I want you to know when you said I was going to be reset, I was. And so I want to thank you. And she goes, well, it wasn't me. I didn't do anything. I said, yeah, it was you because you obeyed God. God did it, but he did it through you. She thought it, was not, it wasn't a big deal. Yes, yeah. it was. Right. For someone to put some money on an envelope and give to me, not a big deal. But for me, it was. To stand up because you feel led to do that. And she had a heart of compassion to, to walk out there and to walk 50 feet to say, can I give you a hug? Not a big deal. But it was huge. It was a huge. I'm talking Donald Trump huge. It was huge. <laughs> and the little things that we do for people, we just think are little so we don't do them because they're just little. I don't need to pick up that piece of litter. I don't need to send that text. I'll do it later. We, and we, we put it off because it's just little. Those yeah. little things are very huge to the person on the other side. They're little to us, but they're huge to the person on the other side. Yeah. I believe it was Mother Teresa who I had the privilege of meeting uh, back in 1990. Wow. One of her famous quotes was, not all of us can do great things, but we can all do small things with great yeah. love. And I'm like, yeah. That is so good because that means we're all eligible. We're all qualified. We can all be miracle givers. And, and and I would probably guess that each of the people in the chiropractor's office didn't hear an audible voice where God said, do this yeah. now oh. for his teeth. Right. They just felt a little compassion, felt. a little yep. empathy yep. in their hearts. That's and usually, how, God, that's usually yeah. how he communicates to us is through those little things that we just think are us. Yeah. You know, right. circumstances are just God's way of remaining anonymous. That's all that they are, right? Yeah. But those right. little things that happen, really, I would argue that that's God trying to communicate with us and through us to other people. This is about how does God show up in our lives? Because sometimes it seems like this huge mystery. We don't know, is there a God? And if he is, then why doesn't he do what we think we should do when he wants us to do it? But at some point, you have to go to God and be honest and be open and be vulnerable and say, I am spent. I'm toast. I don't think I can go on. And and God, I don't understand it. I do trust you, but I don't get it. And, and you know, please help me understand or change my mindset, change my heart, said, do something. And God sends a receptionist and a chiropractor and an envelope yeah. and, and a radio station and an ad. And he speaks to you through radio. And when you're saying that story, all I could think of was Steve Martin in LA story where he goes past this billboard and the billboard's giving him a message, a different message every time he goes by. And I'm like, God, he can use anything. And all we have yeah. to do is just be open to the signs. Like, and you just don't, don't know where it's going to come from. That's what's pretty cool about the whole thing. Uh, being used by God isn't some big mystical. It's not just for we people we, we think are super holy, priests and monks and pastors and you know all the, the Sunday school teachers. And he uses just regular people because those people are just regular people. And it's just regular things that he uses when we do it with a heart of love and compassion. It's just cool. It's, yeah. just, it's a very fun way to live. And I'm telling you what, that's why, that's why I always return back to happy. Right. Because this is a pretty cool thing that we get to do. We get to encourage other people. But if I just want to focus on myself and uh, obviously that's what was going on this week, but you fight through that and it always seems to turn, you know. And so thanks for asking me about my experience this week and letting me get vulnerable because that's what happened with me. There's actually another verse in the Bible that says that God will give you peace that goes beyond what you can even understand. That's basically one of these mind blowers. Right. That's what he's saying. I will blow your mind with peace. And I tell you what, I just. I have all these things going on. My, I still don't have my cars fixed. I, I did find my wallet. It's like the Tom Brady's of the world. They win because they got this mentality that I'm going to win. I, they just expect it, right? And I want to become that person that just, why not believe the best instead of always believing the negative, you know? But I've got this peace on me because I just let people love me and I let people know how I felt. And God just showed up. I know where I was at. 
Yeah. I didn't quit in the midst of that. And if you don't quit, you'll get through it and come out on the other side. And I, I know I, I could very easily be down that right now if I wanted to, but I just have too much peace. I don't want to go down that path. I'm just, I'm good. And that's right. why I love Jesus because that's what he's done for me over and over and over again. And you can't tell me he doesn't exist. I mean, you can, you're not going to get me to believe you because of how I feel, what I, what I've experienced and wearing a lime green hat and waking up with my bad back and putting that on the radio for me to hear just to happen to be on that channel when I'm dude, it's just pretty exciting. Right. Yeah. Some people would say, look how that serendipity or coincidence, which like you said, coincidence is just God doing a miracle and but remaining, remaining anonymous. Yeah. But it really, I, I'm now learning to embrace this word synchronicity that it's not serendipity. It's synchronicity because God is aligning all these things for our good. Why? Cause he loves us. And, and in fact, people say, Where, where's the proof? Where's evidence of God? And the Bible makes it clear. The evidence of God is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, meekness, self-control. Those are the evidences of God because that's the fruit of the Spirit of God. So we're looking yeah. for, you know, miracles, demonstrative, supernatural, out there stuff. And God yeah. says, you know where I am? I'm in love and joy and peace and patience and, and, and all the self-control. And I'm like, wow, somebody was listening into one of our, I think our last podcast together. And they said, you guys are just having so much fun. And I took this as a sign that God was in it. I'm with you on that. I mean, that's yeah. who he is. The Bible says that in his presence is fullness of happy. Or if you want to get spiritual, fullness right. of joy. It's the same thing. Doggone it. <laughs> it's like, and when you're in his presence, there's happy everywhere. There's okay. Call it joy. There's joy everywhere. Right. And so that's who he is, man. He's slow to anger. He's abounding in love. It's unbelievable how much he wants to help. Yeah, he loves us, and, and he want, wants us to love each other. And I want people to to hear this well, hear this clearly that we're not saying this is that God just wants you to be in utopia all the time. Right? God, that's not. No, that's that's not reality. God understands pain. He went through it. I mean, the Bible makes it clear that Jesus understood all the temptations, all the pain, all the suffering. He felt all of that. So it's. We can't even look at Jesus and say, well, he just lived a utopian life. No, that's not even true. He, he went through. But what he's saying is that in his presence, and, and if God's presence is everywhere, God's omnipresent, right? So that means. Then joy is out there everywhere for us. Exactly. exactly that's it. Right. That's it. In God's presence is fullness of joy. And I think as a kid, you think, well, that must be when I'm in church or when I'm praying or when I'm listening to the Jesus songs, right? And no, right. If, if we really believe that God is omnipresent everywhere, all the time, and in his presence is fullness of joy, well, then it's here. It's available. It's, it, and, and sometimes you have to admit, you have to be transparent and say, I am down. I am toast. I, I feel like I suck. All those type of things. That's the truth. But the truth is that even in those moments, in the downest yeah. parts, God can show up through a radio station, through an ad, through a chiropractor, through whatever and say, okay, your circumstances, circumstances haven't gotten that much better, but I'm, I'm here with you and I can show you that in my presence, which is everywhere, there's joy, which is everywhere. Sometimes happy in, it doesn't show up with a smile. It shows up in peace. It shows up in quietness. It shows up in stillness. And it doesn't always show up in a smile and in a joke. Sometimes it's just the strength to keep going on. The Bible says about Jesus, it says that he was familiar with sorrow and acquainted with grief. Mm-hmm. Here's a God who says, you know, in my presence is fullness of joy. I have come to give you life and give you life to the maximum. Oh, all right, exactly. things about him. But there's another scripture that says this. It's all that. 
This should encourage you. Happiness isn't about getting rid of the sorrows. It's about in, in the midst of the sorrow, I can still stand. I can still sit. I can still have a positive outlook and go, wait a minute. I'm going to be okay. I've made it through this thing. And that's what I'm saying. You guys, we've made it through COVID. I'm not saying we're all the way done with it, but we've come this far, right? We're here. We're surviving. We're making it despite the struggle, despite the sadness. So Jesus knew what sorrow was, but he also knows what joy is. And that's what makes joy so great. What makes light, how we know there's light because we know what darkness is. Yeah. Right. Oh. Yep. Yep. In fact, we all struggle. Just, just be honest. We all struggle at times. And sometimes God even calls us to do the hard things. Like the word compassion itself means to suffer with. We think yes. compassion means, oh, I love somebody and I feel love towards them. No, that's not yeah. compassion. Compassion means to suffer with. That's why the, the week that Jesus got crucified is yeah. called Passion Week because he suffered. And so, yes, there is suffering in the journey. Sometimes it's our own pain. Sometimes we're sharing, we're suffering with others because we're feeling empathy for them. But that doesn't mean that there cannot be joy in the journey. That, and that's the truth. So don't beat yourself up for the struggle. We can't help somebody unless we know that they're struggling. So we're meant to help each other. And I tell you what, I love that chiropractor so much more because of their love to me. Their love meant something to me because they saw I was in pain and they did something about it. And so life is full of pain too. Happiness isn't about there never being pain. Happiness is about despite the pain, I still have the strength to keep moving and to keep believing and to keep holding on. And there's just one more verse to, I want to throw in there is that the Bible says, the joy of the Lord is, is my it? strength. Yeah. But you don't need strength when you're feeling strong. You need right. strength. You need strength when you're down. You need yeah. strength when you're out, when you're at the bottom. And the joy of the Lord is yeah. my strength. I mean, there's there's beauty right there. And, yeah. and the other illustration I want to share before we get to come to an end here is that when Jesus was walking through the world, you know, people, he'd draw a crowd because people want to see the miracle. They want to see, is this guy for real? All this kind of stuff. And, and people who are really sick knew that he could, he could heal them. So he goes to this one town, the crowd, you know, follows him to a house and there's these four guys that are chasing after Jesus and they notice there's a paralyzed guy on a mat and the paralyzed guy, Jesus walked right past him, didn't talk to him, didn't heal him, just goes on to, to the house where he's supposed to go. And the crowd crowds in there. And these four guys, rather than just chasing after Jesus, they had the foresight to say, you know what, the guy in the mat needs Jesus more than I do. So they pick him up and they carry him to the house. But by the time they got there, the crowd's inside, the crowd's outside. There's no way they can get him to Jesus. Did they stop? No, they climb up on the roof. And these are flat top roofs in Israel made out of dirt and clay and whatever. And they hammer through the roof. And you can imagine the ruckus going on inside. Jesus is inside teaching the rabbi and everyone's hushed. Touch tones are quiet because the rabbi's teaching. And now the dirt and the hay and straw start to fall in through the roof. And I'm sure Jesus backs up. And, of course, he knows what's going on, but he doesn't say anything. The four guys lower the guy on the mat down in front of Jesus. And the part about this story that just floors me every time is that Jesus looks at the guy on the mat, and he looks at the four guys up on the roof. And the Bible says, because of their faith, the four guys up on the roof, Jesus heals the guy on the mat. Right? It's not because of the faith of the guy on the mat. And we don't know if the guy on the mat had faith or didn't, but what the Bible does say is that because of the four guys who stopped, had compassion, went out of their way to bring someone who needed help to where the help was, because of their faith, God does a miracle in the guy's life. And not only heals, heals him, but forgives his sins, which means he's, you know, he's good for eternity. But I, I just can't get over that. I just keep coming back to because of their faith. So, so I'm, my mission is to be a, a stretcher bearer. You know, sometimes yeah. we're on, sometimes we're on the mat and we need help and we need to say, please carry me to where I need to go. But sometimes we're we're running so fast we miss that the people on the stretcher need help, and and a lot of times they won't ask. 
So you've got to recognize it. You stop, you pick up the stretcher, and you maybe need three or four people to help you. It might be the receptionist and the chiropractor and the nurse and the people in the right. waiting room. Right. And, and the, all four of you, you grab, you grab one edge of the stretcher and then you just do your part and it's small and it seems like insignificant and God does a miracle and someone gets healed and it gets set back right and the sins are forgiven. And, oh my gosh, we can be part of God's miracles. It's, yeah. it's yeah. overwhelming. Yeah, I agree <laughs> completely. We think this faith thing is this big, spooky, spiritual thing. When I help somebody, that's acting in faith because I believe that what I'm doing for them is going to make them feel a little bit better or I wouldn't help them, right? If I, I don't go up to someone and just say, Blinka Blanca, because I know that wouldn't do anything for them, right? But right. when I say to them, when I smile at them, I'm hoping it's going to do, that's an act of faith. Faith is simply helping somebody giving somebody what they need or getting the to somebody that has that, you know? And so faith isn't some spooky, big, weird thing. We love to make all these spiritual words, stuff that they're not. They're real simple. And the act of those guys helping a guy that needed help, that's that's what faith looks like. And if you want to be a person of faith, that's go help somebody, find somebody exactly. and find someone else that can help them, you know? So, yep. In fact, uh, the four guys didn't say, hey, I believe that Jesus can heal you and keep moving. They stopped. I believe Jesus can heal you, so I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to do what I can in my limited power so God can do the miracle. Yeah, it's just, your faith without works is dead. Or I've heard it said, you know, knowledge without implementation is just delusion. So knowing about God isn't the answer. It's doing what you believe. Doing it is when you prove that what you believe is true. Yeah. So, I mean, we could go on forever and we probably will one podcast at a time, but I want to thank Steve O'Hayes of Happy Life Studios for spending time with me. And I'm just blessed to be his friend and to go through this journey, open, transparent, vulnerable, and see God show up sometimes in astounding miraculous ways as a direct result of your prayers and sometimes the evidence of God is simply love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, and self-control. So look for the evidence of God and God will show up, I promise you. And when you say you believe something, prove it by your actions. That's the challenge to me and to you, right? So thank you everybody for tuning in. Uh, it's been a pleasure spending the time with you. steve and I both realized that time is a precious and non-renewable resource. You could be spending your time doing anything. So it's our it's our mission, it's our calling, it's our responsibility to make sure time spent with us is time that's really good for you. We hope that's the case. Yes. Thanks for having me, Joe. My Thanks. pleasure. Love you, brother. If this episode was beneficial to you, be sure to pay it forward, sharing it with others who may need a boost as well. Until next time, dream big, start small, act now. Thank you for tuning in.